minute, crossfade. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jensen and Tommy Jacket. <laughs> Hello. It's the Daily Talk Show. We've got Mirta. Mirta, how do you say your last name again? Van der Lucht. Van der Lucht. Van der Lucht. I just learned something. Your part Dutch, Josh? Yeah, my uh, my pa was Dutch. He still is Dutch, but he's dead. But um, yeah, no, I... Uh, we'll dedicate this app to you. Yeah, pa. to pa. Uh, so getting d- into the Dutch roots. Yeah, well, I don't, I've got no idea what um, heritage I have, but I don't, I don't look Australian. Do I? I don't know. The, the beard's I'm got gonna something going too. on. I'm going to say Dutch too. So there's three Dutch in a room. <laughs> so how are we, guys? The three, the three Dutch. So we, we need to fix my first name as well. Cause we, how did you say, just say that? Mirta. Mirta. Have I fucked that too? Mirta. Mirta. M-I-R-T-E. Mirta. Mirta. What, what um, stuff ups have you had people say when they're reading that one? <sighs> Um, Marita, <laughs> like, that's beautiful. And the most best, the best way is very Australian. Mira, Mira, I'm like Mira. That thing. <laughs> so English second language for you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So can we just convert? The, can we just do this in uh, in, in Dutch? We're going in Nederlands praten. It's better. Can yeah. you understand? I know nothing. Wow. <laughs> I know nothing. Man, I would love to learn another language. Yeah, I feel very... Um, That's what all Australians say and nobody does it. <laughs> it's like everybody, also from America, it's like, I would love to learn French. Nobody says I would love to learn Dutch, though. That's not really a language on that yeah. list. I had a, um, a girlfriend years ago and her father was Dutch and I remember he had a bit of an attitude and <laughs> an attitude maybe yeah, it was because attitude. you were dating his daughter, his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway it was I, I spoke to my dad he said oh yeah you know they have a reputation the dutch men is this a thing did you know about that in what way to be uh, to a be a bit uh, maybe standoffish arrogance oh, probably no. not the best word but it's like arrogant is actually arrogant? the word that i would say. okay yeah yeah i mean yeah, i wanted you to say it not me i think that the dutch tend to be quite inclusive but i do think that there is an arrogance Mm. Um, and and with men, yes, I think so. And so, how it, it doesn't, I don't think it's meant to be arrogance, but I think it comes across as arrogance. Yeah, but that's know. the. How do you think the men got that? How, how did you think that's come about? From you know, you're on <laughs> the ground research, told, living. So you're it's you're like, out just like, oh, oh, you guys, like, <laughs> yeah, don't true, dare. true. <laughs> yeah, very no, there true. is a real in our culture. There is a real thing about. Like, you know how sport is a real big thing here? Mm. Bloody oath. Um, yeah, it's so, it's so bloody oath. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a, like, also in school, it seems like, you know, the cool kids do sports or footy and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The cool, I feel that a lot of the, it's very cool in Holland to be smart. So if you do good, if mm. you get good grades, if you become like, you know, an academic, um, that's seen as very cool. So I think that comes with a little bit of arrogance is in okay. I need to be learned yeah you know I, I I know what I'm talking about like that that kind of attitude I yeah think it's it's Josh's vibes well I'm <laughs> superior <laughs> no, I'm thinking <laughs> it's all right I Come play on. footy <laughs> no I remember having <laughs> my bloody oath. <laughs> bloody oath. Uh, no I remember we had some Dutch relatives and we would constantly get into fights like I remember mum got into a big fight with one of them about um is it a fight or a discussion oh, it's a uh, it's a heated discussion that you're not yeah. used you're not used to though right like in you, australia yeah you well yeah. especially when someone's coming and staying at your house and then all of a sudden like mum is having this biffo <laughs> with the guy about fluoride in the in the water <laughs> really yeah that's interesting because he was saying he was saying there how bad it is outraged mum's a dental nurse and right. she was saying like uh. Teeth have never been better, or some bullshit. Outraged, lean at it again. You know, like what I, what one of the things I found difficult when I came over here is that the Dutch love a discussion, right? Mm. And it's almost, you know, when you're sitting around a table with everybody, the Australians have this real mateship. If you don't agree with me, oh, you know, are we mates? Like this is like a bit awkward. Like this is confronting that you don't agree with my point of view. But in Holland, it's almost if you straight away agree with everybody, Mm. it's like. Oh, you're holding back, man. Yeah. Something. This is not right. Like you're. Mm. So it's encouraged to have a different opinion. So you often will see in conversations that somebody will just take the counterpoint just to have that discussion. That's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. Because I, which I miss. Yeah, because like, yeah. I feel like I definitely have been in taxis or stuff like that, and they'll mm. say something racist. Oh. And in that moment, like they're like, oh, you know, the fucking Lebanese. And in that moment, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> 
fucking love yeah. it because well, I get, because you because as an Australian I'm in their space. you yeah you you align with it just to yeah. not have the confrontation of yeah. having to yeah so I'll lean into it you, yeah, yeah you're a good like, lean so into tell me what why is that uh, so what is it her nickname pushback meter <laughs> pushback <laughs> anything you say she'll push back on <laughs> so meter and I like to to uh, explain for people how meter and I know each other meter is the creative director of Hey Tiger which is such a big deal because if you look at any of their stuff this everyone's always talking about the the branding the instagram all that sort of thing muters behind that and uh only Bre- launched in march too i know so, it's crazy yeah, it's and um so brie uh, was working at hey tiger and now we're we're traveling and um she didn't get fired she didn't get, she didn't get fired. she's left to go on a <laughs> full so month holiday i'm so nervous about this is going to be her first week without i'm so nervous <laughs> Oh. It'll be fine. But yeah, so, uh, but the funny thing is that whilst Mirta is the creative director, we worked out out of coincidence. I was looking at some old, I was looking at, you know, I love a bit of nostalgia. I was looking at like old um, uh, lists and it has a photo like of a, a course that I did at VCA Film mm. and TV. And there's like a photo of Mirta and I saw like the last name. I'm like, oh, that's a Dutch last name. How do you say I'm that, like, Josh? What's her last name? How do you say her last yeah, name? <laughs> The funny thing is Brie tried to teach me before we got here yeah. and it was nothing like what he was saying. Just own the stuff up. And so you go, what year was yeah, that? He, it, well, that would have uh, been 2007? That would have been like 11, 10 years ago or something. Mm. So then wow. you, you called me or you messaged me. He's like, we need to, yeah, I need I to was, like tell you I something. I was like on the, I slid into her DMs. I was like, man, this is crazy. Yeah. And so you guys didn't, do you remember, were you working together? Did you? Well, I was, I was young. Up. I was so like, I don't, we don't, I don't really remember you. <laughs> that sounds real bad. <laughs> no, but we, it was, it was a foundation course at VCA, and we all kind of had our own groups and stuff that we did films with. We mm. probably did something together. Yeah. We did then, then, then he, oh, have you spoken about this story? Oh, the, 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 the Todd Winkler story, the oh. murderer. Yeah, we've, we've oh, talked yes, about we've talked on the podcast. You, oh, my God. And so then you, he says, call me, I have a big story oh, to tell so you. So you were in the murderous class. No, yeah, yeah, and I did a film with him and everything. Like, it was crazy. Yeah, wow. That's... So just to summarize, oh, someone they went to school with killed he, his both, wife. Yeah, his most wife. Likely and his most likely his previous yeah. wife as well. Yeah. Oh, my. Go on YouTube I mean, and watch that. There's a whole documentary uh, about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, the light just turn on, by the way? It could be, if on? you go back to VCA, it could be your next film. He's really just... Well, I found some... Um, and then I just like I just found a list that he added me on Facebook, which is like uh, probably Facebook saw that I searched for him after you told yeah. the story and then like suggested, oh, remember that he asked you to become friends? I'm like, Facebook? Oh my no. God. I wonder, what, I wonder what the deal is when someone goes into jail. Like, because there's, there's literally, you go onto his Facebook profile and the last status is, seriously, Todd is in jail. It's had zero likes, obviously. But someone well, the was. The post says, seriously. <laughs> yeah, do you remember? The, like, seriously. Did, yeah. They did a bunch of like uh, Facebook yeah. posts. I won't bore you with them. But they literally went through and was, and was saying, no, uh, Todd has been arrested or something like that. Yeah. But I wonder what happened. It's like when someone dies. Like, yeah. have you thought about that? Like, when we die, yeah, what's going to happen? Some of them, they use them. I've, I've seen that happen. And some people use it as a. Like a memorial Shri- type, memorial of, type mm. thing, yeah. So people go there and sometimes post, or or yeah. the family really uses it. Oh, I've got friends that their pages are still up, and every year it's just like people yeah. are piling onto it. It's full on. You can request to have them remove the family yes. and take yeah. down pages. Yeah, but um, it's going a bit dark here, isn't it? Well, we also Mita and I also have something in common, which we started like video stuff. Young, you yes. were like I reckon the similarities. Uh, both started like editing and stuff when we were twelve yeah. years old. Yeah. And um, you were actually, were you diagnosed with ADHD? Yeah, I was. I was never yeah. diagnosed, but it was a threat every day. it was day pretty that- fucking obvious. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally a threat, my mum. No, my mum would threaten to uh, medicate me all the time. She was like, yeah. if you don't behave, we're going to the doctors oh, and we're getting, getting you so sorted. So with me, it was the opposite. Really? Well, That's yeah, my teachers because- threatened me. Thre- yeah, so nobody threatened me with it. It was more that eventually, like I was kicked not kicked out, but I was a fucking difficult student. Mm. Um, like, I always was having arguments with the teachers. And I th- in the end, it came out that I actually was quite smart, but they thought I was dumb. Yeah. But I was bored, you know. 
But um, just sounds like Holland. Yeah. It's just push back. Oh, it was just whatever they're honestly, saying. I don't believe I'm, what I'm you're saying. I'm not going to get into the whole school system, but it just like my my blood is boiling. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So much anger. But eventually, I was going to get kicked out of my. The school basically said she's not even going to finish this school in like four years. Like she's never going to be able to do this. Was and this then, high school or was yeah? It? This was my second high school, and then I said, you know what, I want to try Ritalin, and I never had tried it before, and that was an instant change, and I finished it in like two years after that. And so, so it the, saved me. As in finish sure. school, school or finish the Ritalin? Finish school like that, and then went to the next level and stuff. So. Ridlin definitely saved me. I stopped taking it now only this year, actually. Really? Because yeah. we were having a meeting the other week and um, about some video work that we're yeah. doing and, and you just dropped in there. So we are talking about the healthcare of Holland oh, yeah. versus Australia. It's much Holland better on there. So Holland is a specific area of the Netherlands, is that right? Or what's the, what's the difference between... Uh, yeah, so there's a bit of confusion between the Netherlands and Holland. It's the same thing. Holland is a part of the Netherlands. So mm. you've got North Holland and, um, and South Holland. And then Amsterdam is, is basically it's provinces, mm-hmm. um, and Amsterdam is in one of those. But it also used to be, ah, uh, no, nah, I'm not going to go into this. Okay. Oh, this is probably is one of those. Hometown like, Holland? Was that where you? Are you from? That? Do you say so, you're from Holland? No, or from, you say you're from the Netherlands. Okay, it's just Netherlands. sadly because of English people having taken on the word Holland, mm-hmm. I make the mistake sometimes as well. And some people, when you say I'm from the Netherlands, they look at you weird and you say Holland. They're like, oh yes, now I know. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, so which is just, it's just a. Yeah, so healthcare, we're discussing much better Uh, in the Netherlands mm -hmm. than Australia. But you said something like, oh, yeah, I was taking ADHD. My ADHD tablets were cheaper. Everything is kind of... So in the Holland, it's it's required, how do you say? Sometimes, like, it's obligated. You're obligated to have healthcare. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is a standard thing. Yeah, it's a standard thing. So you have to pay for it. And you... um, So here you get Medicare, like, for free, right? Mm -hmm. In Holland, you have to have healthcare you have to pay for it but and even if you like let's say you you guys move to the netherlands and you've lived there for five years um and then you're like oh i should probably get healthcare you get fined for those five years that you haven't had it so it's like it's obligated right however then everything is kind of taken care of like if i would go to the i would never pick up my card now here i go to the doctors and i wanted to walk out and they're like hey excuse me come back you need to pay i'm like no Mm. i got private yeah and they're like yeah, Doesn't so you still have to pay like eighty percent or something. What some mad number? Yeah, it's a bit ridiculous here. And so oh, when no, you start when you started taking the tablets, because mm. I'm sure I probably could have taken them too. Yeah, but I don't know. It did, what did it do? Once you uh, it inst- look, there's you c- psychology wise, you can almost look at it two ways, right? I made a decision that I wanted to make a change, so that probably helped me as well. Mm. The fact that I actually was like, I'm gonna now. It's no longer the fault of my teachers if I fuck this up. It's mm. my fault. So I need to make a decision to commit. But at the same time, I also went on Ritalin. And Ritalin definitely does, if you have ADAC, not if you don't, because otherwise it's just like, oh, let's go party. Like it's speed, right? Yeah. In the end, it's speed. But for somebody with ADHD, it does baseline you. So you are finally able to concentrate. And the way ADHD works is not only you're hyperactive, which is, I think, a little bit of a misconception that ADHD is just... Um, hyperactiveness it's also the inability to make decisions so your brain sends like okay I want to do this or I have a list of things to do but the receivers are muddled because ah, I I can't really explain (laughs) the full process but it's also the decision maker so a lot of people with ADHD they know they have a to-do list to do and they can literally sit on the couch like still and they can't move because the decision making process is Mm impaired by yeah. ADHD I don't know if I'm mm. Josh's well that's procrastination man I reckon well, I've got I've 100% got it like oh I know as well yeah, look at Josh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no but it's like um no, but, but the, the the idea of medication like what was the what was the weaning off process like what what made you decide to not have to, to not do the I meds? think it gives me it gives me anxiety yeah so I already I think I am already like a person that is has a lot of anxiety and, 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 and doubt and goes into my own head a little bit too much. And and Ritalin does, it's speed, right? It's like coffee. It does mm-hmm. add to your stress hormones and everything. So mm, yeah. I, do, I do feel that since I've been off it, I've, I've been a lot more like a happy person, I feel. But look, it, it helped. I, I struggle a little bit with making it sound bad because it did help me as a child for very, very long. It helped me mm. in early stage of my career as well. So it's it, just like now I'm done. So are you are you less focused now? Happier um, but less focused? I think I need to work harder on my habit. Mm. So I, I create like a habit 
process is in like okay in the morning I, I wake up at five and like I have the things that I do in the morning and then I have like a coffee my nasty coffee <laughs> it sounded like a coffee bag. yeah I it sounded like, like, sound like a breakfast bag. radio it's in a bag yeah. well that's fancy yeah, it's all <laughs> on the powdered crap. Well, I think it's like Years. basic. I think it's the same sort of shit, right? They just put it in a bag now, so you can't so see chemical. the instant. I'm so bit. about health, and when this is like so, like the opposite of what it, but I love it. Anyways, you know, it's just about creating habits, but mm-hmm. it's procrastination is a hard thing, but it's just at one point you need to do it without, right? You need to mm. come up with ways that work for you, and we all have that shit. Mm. Did you, is there anything that you that you did, like a physical activity or something that stimulates your yeah. mind that has sort of helped? Yeah. Oh, I think meditation is a really good thing. I'm doing a little bit less now, but I do yoga every morning and I do exercise, obviously, like running and stuff. And like that, that helps. That I feel if all of those things help. So if you're going, if you're, if you're, if you are on, <laughs> if you're on red linen, wanting to go, <clears throat> wanting to go off it, I think exercise, meditation and creating like healthy habits is like how to do it. Mm. I feel. And I think that's for everyone, really. But the problem is that taking a pill is easier. But that's like anything, yeah. right? Like yeah. even headaches and shit. Like, that, mm. Well, that's what I mean. So it's a hard thing to say. It's just... I know that kids can also substitute Ritalin for meditation. I know there's courses to do that. Yeah, that's cool. It's, I don't know. And was any of this stuff talked about when you were on it as a kid back no. in the Netherlands? No. And also not the... I remember coming back after a run. I was still living with my parents. That would have been, I don't know, probably around the age of... 16 or I don't know something like that and I, I just went for a run and I came back and I was really angry and I was like I was, I'm so focused and concentrated now why did the doctors never tell me I could also go for a run instead of taking a pill right yeah. and I was really pissed off about it um, but my parents did say back then I think they probably did say that you just weren't <laughs> yeah, yeah. right so you're right it's easier to take a pill than it is to make those healthy choices yes yeah. how do you work with other people like because obviously you can control your internal stuff yeah but I think that like what stresses me out is when my procrastination affects other people yeah. or if I'm like trying to commu- it's that whole thing that you talk about where it's like you know the things that you need to do mm. And so sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the thing, but then I forget to communicate that I'm doing the thing. Or I'm like, someone will say, hey, it's all about communication. So I'll spend all my time in the email, like communicating that I'm doing the thing rather than doing the thing. Like how have you, how have you dealt with in the context of like working with others? Um, good question. I don't, I, I, I like working from home and having that balance. So I work from home at least two days a week and then I'm in the office for like three or two and a half and then it's all meetings, meetings, meetings and I communicate. Um, I don't know, the communication part I don't think I have that much trouble with. Mm. Procrastination I, I definitely have. Yeah. Um, How do you communicate I, your procrastination? I like Because uh, I feel... I, I'm just trying to fix the procrastination. I know my procrastination that it comes from a fear or failure. Mm-hmm. I know that it comes from that. So generally, um, what I'm trying to do, and I'm getting a little bit better at it now, is that if I'm procrastinating with something, I literally walk away from it and I'm like, what, what, what is worrying you here? So I mm-hmm. go through that, I'm like talking to myself and I'm like, I'm going through this thing. And then I, 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 I most often will find that I am afraid that something will happen that will make it bad and therefore people will judge me and therefore I'm not to be loved, right? Yeah. And generally when I come to that point, I walk back and it's fine. But it... I've, I've found in the last, probably in this year, really, that it comes down to that I'm afraid of failing. What My about procrastination like sm- generally what- comes from a underlying yeah, fear. What about like small tasks? I struggle with like the creative stuff, the things that I'm like getting fulfilled yeah. on, that's really easy. Yeah. But the, the shit that's just like... Yeah, that doesn't feel that important. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I really struggle when I feel when I that I'm doing something that really actually isn't that important. Mm. And I think I've tried to dele- delegate that. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but then again, we have to do some stuff as well. Yeah, exactly. You've like, got to do the boring stuff too. I think we all have that as well. It's not really just a... Well, I think that's part of the thing is like, I, for because I reckon when you have been doing it for a while, like because I started so young, I think that I've got all this, it's almost like a bad golf golf swing. Yeah, you know, like it's hard to like What's using a golf it. Swing? A go, you know, golf, you know, you play golf. I, I know golf. <laughs> Thanks. 
Do you have just, that in the Netherlands? Just fucking mansplaining on the uh, the sport. JJ having to go at the sport. So, woof, woof. Yeah, the woof, woof. There's, yeah, there's golf, right? We all play it. You play golf. No, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm Josh loves metaphors. So he's referring to the person that's played golf for too. years and has got a fixed swing. Like, oh, so a swing is in like, you know, like yeah. ah. So the thing right, is, yes. and so I reckon. See, that was helpful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said the exact same Mansplaining thing. Mansplaining the mansplaining. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is that it's the. Um, yeah, I reckon the longer that you've been doing it for, you sort of pick up all these little nuances and habits bad and habits, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah bad, bad habits. habits. For sure. And then all of a sudden you realize, and like uh, one, one thing that I've noticed is the, the things that like you, I heard this great quote, which was, um, time is the fuel of fear. Mm. And for me, so many, like even just finishing up work tomorrow and I'm, I've been met with all of these things I've been putting off and I've realized that there's been stuff that I've put off for a month mm. that's taken me less than 20 minutes to do. <laughs> yes, but that's because it's already, you've stopped, you didn't do it because it's part of your habit of you yeah, know, pushing, it, pushing away. it away. But that's like how your brain works, right? Like, you know, like a like a field of, of high grass or something, mm-hmm. right? And you have a little barrel in the middle of that field and you go from your um, your farm to that barrel the same way every time. So yeah. over time that grass goes flat, right? And it mm. creates a path, right? And yeah. that's your habit path. So that's what you always do. Yeah. And then you decide, oh, actually, it's, I'm going to go this way this time. So it's like you're going left instead of right. So it takes a lot of time to create a new path to go over that grass again right mm. so that's the first thing you need to spend a lot of time creating that new path but the hardest thing is that the other path now needs time to grow over with new grass right yeah but that takes a lot of time so it's very easy for your mind to go back to your old habit because mm. it's not grown over yet 100%. so it's just time and right? then you're scared of getting bitten by a snake going through the new grass yeah, and so that sucks yeah. sca- it's all scary yeah. is yeah. it raining yeah you know? it's yeah we're, but we're true, at, like there is it's yeah we're our own worst enemy to our to ourselves in yeah. our mind and it's also like i think it's a it's a common thing as well right like mm. i think there's oh, yeah. there's a i think every single person has it some people are just a little bit better at doing the new path thing or, yeah. yeah i don't know or even masking it <laughs> it's yeah. just like or, or the commitment to do that yeah and, and to notice when it happens i think that's a big thing as well that you're noticing oh fuck i'm doing this i'm doing that fucking habit that is not good yeah. for me you yeah. know what, what, snap out of it do the other thing yeah thinking about so, your thinking you have to that's the first step to actually starting to create mm-hmm. change yeah is thinking about what the hell is going off in your head because mm-hmm. it's going to happen well and yeah being able to identify it i wonder um you know you're into branding stuff you know creative direction Tommy and I have spoken a lot about personal rebrands. Oh, yeah. Have you had... I love that photo that you posted. <laughs> the <laughs> one on the elephant? No, no, no. no. no okay. The checkered one. The one that your mum oh, said. Yeah, yeah. I love the caption. A few, a few rebrands ago. Perfect. So yeah. What, have you noticed specific times in your life where you've had active rebrands, where you've said, you know, I'm going from one career to another career. Mm. I'm going to change the way I look. I'm going to change the way that I communicate to people. No, that's me fine. either. I don't me think either. So. I'm I literally think just trying to find a single person. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, come on, it's a normal thing, on, right? Guys. This is not weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Josh is very conscious around these things. I mean, the closest thing I have to a rebrand is when my wife goes and buys me heaps of new clothes, and that only happens when Cotton on has a sale. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy's, Fast Tommy's, re- <laughs> Tommy's rebrands uh, go in, uh, perfectly aligned. With yeah, the but now I've got a mix of two rebrands. This was from uh, previous, and this is from that. <laughs> but got, I don't think about it. I don't even. No, no. It's just something that progressively happens. Like obviously, I've looked totally but different. Look, that's what I was going to yeah. say. I, was, I look so different. I was looking on. I was looking on um, your Facebook, and that you had like a. a th- Throwback. Super short hair, shaved up. Yeah, because you were. So did you do? So were you a model or what yeah. was it? So I did, and I had at one point I had white blonde hair and bleached eyebrows because that was my look. What? Apparently. So that you couldn't see them. Yeah, so bleach so, makes yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just showing wow. a photo. Yeah, like so different. You yeah, actually so don't even look like you oh, today. <laughs> your cheek, no, the cheeks. Your wow, cheeks you've really aged. No, <laughs> no you probably look older there. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. I it's, so. it's, it's a masculine very, look, right? Very short, yeah, so very I was short very hair. androgynous and like I had, so that was long hair put up, but they shaved it, like it was shaved up yeah. and it was like that pixie cut. I think back then there was this one model, 
Agnes Dean or something. That was way back when. And that, that look was... To have that androgynous look with that mm. blonde white hair was... But, um, but rare, but looked looked after or look. How it was say. only 2012. That's like the funny yeah. thing with all of this stuff is it's like you look back at me, mm. like that photo of me. That was only 2012. Mm. Like, could you imagine just us hanging out with my jacket? Our shirts do look the same a little bit. <laughs> was that? Were you in Australia at that point? No, that was in the Netherlands. It was Fashion Week in the Netherlands. That one, yeah. What but, was um, what yeah. was the whole model thing like? Ah. Uh, I don't think that I ever had the commitment to be like, I really want to do this. But mm. what was good about it is that I could do that and earn some money on the side of studying and I didn't have to work in a bar or something. You yeah, know, that yeah. was awesome. And yeah. and also I was studying fashion at because I did fashion and branding. So I did branding focus on the fashion industry. So that was great as well because it allowed me to go into places that I think, yeah, you know, you're in that school already, you're in that realm and it gives you that extra access. So that was all, it all kind mm. of merged together. Well, but I started modeling as like a baby, as a kid as well. Really? Yeah. Brie always you talks mean about ex- her extorting, your parents were extorting you. <laughs> well, no, that, no, the best thing was, or the worst thing was, so um, this is going to be interesting if my parents hear this, but like, so my <laughs> parents at one point when, <laughs> what was that? I, th- I believe they listen regularly. Yeah, yeah. of course, yeah. I mean, totally. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, but my parents gave me eventually like they gave me i think the card of the money that i had earned oh, being a model as a kid so they were like hey you're now at a certain age this is your money so do with it as you wish right and i think i just bought weed <laughs> <laughs> i think so i don't know do you remember how much money was on the i don't, how much you... I don't man that's... i think it was in my mind it was a lot you know i was yeah. like damn yeah any money's like, a lot when you're a kid what mm. made you move to australia fell in love yeah i was traveling in thailand when i was 18 and i met damon which is now my husband so amazing 12 years i think 12 years or whatever amount of time but really bad with all that how old are you now 32 i'm 30 30 Thanks. No. Well, I was trying to do that. That's just shows you my yeah, math. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shows you my, shows you my math, yeah. mathematicals. So what, I can't. I'm not good at math either. What uh, is that? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, so yeah, it's, fell in it's love with Damon. And then um, we, were, we traveled for three months through Thailand. And I met him like in the first month or something. And then we traveled together for one month. And then we basically said, how about I just come to Australia? And we yeah. were like, cool. And then I was like, I... I I don't know if this is a Dutch thing of me, if that's like that independence, but I was like, I want to do something here that's mine. So mm-hmm. I, I did VCA, which is why I did VCA at that time. Oh, cool. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, um, you see the sort of movement in Australia with, um, you know, women in the workplace and their, you know, emphasis on, you know, making it very equal. What's the deal back in the Netherlands? Oh, is Are we so, having the I'm same so, discussions? Um, I'm so irritated by this conversation. That, yeah. that Oh, I don't know. I have so many opinions here. That's <laughs> good. Um, Just choose them wisely because we don't edit. No, no, <laughs> no but I want to know, no, like, what, is so the conversation happening back in the Netherlands? I'm sure it is in a lot of ways. I think my Holland is very equal. So I, for example, had a man of honor, not a maid of honor. My 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 best friend is a dude, right, in the mm-hmm. Netherlands, and I had a lot of guy friends and. They all came over to the wedding as well. So when I first came over here, I noticed there was a real separation between men and women. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time when I came here, so I was like, would have been 19. And I said to one of the guys I was working with, sure, we have a beer, right? He's like, don't you have a boyfriend? I'm like, dude, I don't want to fuck you. Like, I want to have a beer. Are you serious? So it was, yeah. that was the first thing that I noticed. There is a real, and I still have that these days as well, is that I have guy friends and that when they get a girlfriend, there is a difficulty or which in the Netherlands I haven't experienced. Mm. Um, so there's a real thing about equal being equal in the Netherlands more so than it is here. I think there is the expectation a little bit more that women, they'll get pregnant and they stop work. I don't know. I've noticed that a little bit more here than I've ever noticed it in the Netherlands. Mm. However, I'm obviously at a different age mm. here than I was when I was living back in the Netherlands. I've lived here yeah. for more than four. So what, so what you're picking up on now is a lot different. When you're when you're 18, you kind of I think so. I thinking think, about getting stoned. Yeah, you know, like if you, yeah, I don't know. So, that, but and I definitely notice a big difference between the relationships that women and men have here with each other, okay. and what is man and what is woman. There is a very clear separation. Like a lot of my European friends call it an Australian barbecue when you go to a party and all the. Um, men go stand together and all the women go stand together. That's not a European thing. That doesn't happen. But here, it fucking almost always happens. Yeah. Like, Interesting. I think I've always struggled with that in the sense of mm. uh, Tommy and I always talk about the fact I've 
never been like the yeah i haven't had like a boys like if yeah it's not like really a thing in the sense of like tommy's got his boy mate like if he was hanging out with the boys that means Mm. something yeah where it's like and i don't even have it that like i know other dudes do footy club stuff like i've just got i've got my close guy friends but then i've got friends that have like serious packs of men yeah, so it's Which like kind one of beyond. Awesome. Like yeah. it's, you know, and I think that that's okay. What I meant before as well with getting irritated by, I feel there is such an uproar about, uh, like, fem- feminism in not in a positive way, as in, mm-hmm. like, it's all the men's fault. It's yeah. like, let's, you know, we're all humans. Like, let's try and solve issues. If there is issues, which are, um, there is, let's mm. try and solve them, not make, like, point at a group and say it's all... You? I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I, know I feel like mean. it's becoming very, you know, Instagram uh, aggressive. Yeah, it, it comes becomes a bit headlining and stuff like yes, that. Because exactly. I, I just want to like know. I think that's the that's the thing with all this stuff is it's at the end of the day I'm just like, what can we do to make things yes, better? Yes, yes, and, and open the conversation and ask mm. questions and allow also men to ask questions because some men they've grown up with a certain. You know, there was there was a guy at work and he he put his hand not at this work but like another another situation he put his hand on my shoulder when he was mm-hmm. telling someone and all of a sudden he pulled it off he said I'm so sorry mm-hmm. and I was like what the fuck are you sorry about because yeah. oh I'm, I'm so sorry like you know that's your space I'm like oh this is so sad that we're now mm-hmm. getting into this space that that was sexualized mm-hmm. no yeah. that was just a, a human being friendly to another hu- so I, I think it's becoming it's a necessary conversation I'm not saying mm-hmm. we shouldn't but it's just yeah we shouldn't also blame... I don't know. I heard a comedian <laughs> last night... Talking into a corner. Yeah, <laughs> that's I do it all the time. I heard a um, comedian last night, female comedian, talking about the fear of going on radio. And she's been doing it for years and that mm. she started this new job and she was like um, basically scared that she would stop talking and blah, blah, blah. And it was on a podcast called The, the Guilty Feminist. Yeah. And so you can imagine the, where they were pushing it. And so she said... The host said... Do you, were you scared of the? Uh, do you think men would feel the same way? And she said no. About what? About being um, worried about being on about air. Worried about coming onto a uh, going on air and okay, feeling yeah, like feel you'd that, stop I talking. And I thought yeah. it's pr- uh, it was full on that she said that she thinks that men don't because I think men. I feel my self-doubt. Yeah. And so if we're, if we're stripping away trying to go, do you think the opposite or this other group is feeling like that? Yes. I mean, and we're just like, do humans feel? fear mm. yes. i do like yes. and i've done a bit of radio i see my best friend jules lund you know he's a successful presenter and i see the doubt and fear he goes mm. through before a bloody speech and it's like yeah i, I think I, that question is also a little bit warped because you can't judge the other yeah. gender based upon like you know they don't get that fear of course they do however mm. i do understand with talking and everything and there has been research on this if there is a meeting room with like five men and three women or let's say one woman right Mm. and five men if the woman speaks three times and the men speak ten times they will still feel that the woman spoke the most and that Mm. that research is there so i from that perspective which i think is maybe where she was coming from is in are you nervous that you're going to be judged yeah, you yeah. Know, well, I think yeah. there is which, a greater. Which I think that that is that is true. It's yeah. just that judging somebody else's like, don't men get fearful? Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, yeah. Not. I mean, I think yeah, prefacing the yeah, pl- playing in that space like with that question, it sort of leads you. It's well, leads you, you there, right? Yeah, you see where the yeah. answer is going to come. But I think mm. there's definitely. I think yeah, that, that the hardest thing is that some of these things divide and create doubt and. The stuff that I'm always keeping in mind is like not throwing the baby out with the bathwater mm. in the sense of like just because some people are being pretty extreme with certain things, like mm. my thought behind it is it's like, yes, there is unconscious bias out there mm. and like we all have unconscious bias and we don't recognize it. That's like the problem. That's, mm. that's, that's the unconscious bit. Mm. And so I'm always like trying to, especially working at somewhere like Envato, I was constantly and being around like the HR team and stuff like that. You just are exposed to the things that you would never really think of. And I just think about what if, kind of stuff do you mean? Then? I think it, like it's because of the HR, you're no, hearing about well, other yeah, stuff. You just, no, well, you're just like more aware, more aware of the things that people are bringing up as concerns, and you start thinking, oh, okay, like maybe you know, 
how I communicate or how how like that unconscious stuff around letting people speak and stuff like that within a meeting mm. and even that thing of I'm always wondering with um uh, you know, if you hear someone on the radio, we did a, an episode which was called Women in Radio and we're talking specifically like one of the areas around the, um, you know, sometimes you'd be like, oh, I don't like that person because they have these qualities, like they're, they're really loud and obnoxious and all that sort of thing. <laughs> and sometimes I think that we think that because we think that women shouldn't have these types of yes. traits. And so I think it's just about being aware I, of it. That's so, yeah, I, I agree with that. Like if a woman is very, like Assertive. a woman will become a bitch, yeah. but a man will become, you know, uh, ambitious. Yeah. And I think mm. that that is definitely, and I've definitely noticed that for yeah. sure. Do you, th- do you get over talking about this stuff? Like I, uh, I'm reading this book at the moment that says, um, I'm not a feminist, which is yeah. awesome to yeah. read. So I'm very interested in it, but, mm. which I, I am a feminist. It's mm-hmm. just not in the kind of hashtag feminist Instagram yeah. crap that you're seeing these days because I don't feel that the majority of the women out there that are flagging, you know, waving that flag are actually doing anything to make it better. They're mm-hmm. just shouting. Making yeah. noise. Uh, making noise. And, and, and I don't agree with that, but I do find it interesting. I just found it very complicated. It's such a broad thing yeah. to talk about you know, the whole hashtag Me Too movement, which I think is, is so needed and, and so worth it. But for example, things, remember when Oprah did that talk mm-hmm. and everybody was raving about it and yeah. she said with this, her beautiful, like, I mean, Oprah's fucking amazing, obviously. And she says with that amazing voice, she says, and we will one, one day we will live in a world where no girl has to say ha- Me Too again. And everybody was like, Whoa, yes. And people were talking about it the days after. And I was like, this is fucking bullshit like we live in the reality here yeah. like there, it's a dangerous world out there mm. like shit come on there's bad people in the world yeah shit will always happen you can't just say one day we will live in a world where nobody will say me too again like that that is not mm. realistic it's pretty naive isn't it? uh, and then and it's next also minute just sensation yeah. like and then the next minute she's having a photo with harvey weinstein have you seen that no Oh, Oprah and Harvey just like in hands, like face on each other. They were friends for years. But this, that's, yeah. They're Hollywood. They're they're Hollywood elite. Yeah. I mean, the the annoying... Yeah, and they don't live in the... You know, yeah, real it's, world it's not a real fact. reality when no. you get a billion dollars in your yeah. bank. But I just think that that's just sensation shit. Like that's mm. you know the way politics is right now. Like that that kind of saying that shit is so unrealistic, and it's blaming also. Like saying that the cops are not doing their job. I mean, there's obviously that's a whole nother conversation, mm. but you can't just. There is bad people out there. Yeah. Shit will fucking happen. Yeah, yeah. There's also mm. going to be men beaten up, and there's also going to be men that are going to be raped, and all that kind of stuff does. Oh, now we're really taking yeah. it into this. It's like having a conversation. We're, we're talking about what, how finding someone to blame for something mm. outside of your control is like. It adds a level of power. Well, and there is also, I think, a little bit of a revenge mentality with women, which rightfully, they, that's understandable. Oh, understandable, yeah. yeah. Well, there's so been I, a power. Like, do you think been there's been a power imbalance a in the world? Of course, yeah. you know. So I think finally there is a time that women are, are able to speak up and there is a little bit of a, well, fuck you right now. Yeah. You know, listen to our problems and you better fucking listen. Like, yeah. that kind of mentality, I think, is there, which... This is also the course that we need to go through. So as much as it sometimes irritates me a little bit, um, it is also understandable. Mm. I, I understand that as well yeah, as a woman I, I as well. I would probably be shouting, you know? fuck you too. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. you yeah. all. You know, and, and also listen, like fucking listen. Yeah. You know, yeah. That kind of, because, you know, with the three women speaking, and I know that I speak a lot, so <laughs> that is not because I'm a woman, I just talk a lot. Um, there, there is a point that now women are saying, well, no, you need to listen to me and... Yeah, so that's, mm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, how did your husband, now husband, how did you see yeah. when he was your boyfriend, yeah. deal with the bloke, you know, your mates being guys and... Uh, so, it's so... Um, okay, he's Australian? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, I think Damon... Is, Damon and I are, like, honestly, in that way, so perfect for each other because he... He's always been so understanding. I remember in the be- he never had any problems with it to begin with. I think there was like, at one point, there was some friends that said to him, she has all the photos with dudes on mm, her social yeah. media. And I think then he was a little bit more for the outside world. He was like, oh, maybe people are seeing it in the wrong way. So that, I remember having that conversation once with him. But he, <laughs> and I've had this conversation with him a lot. 
I remember that he always said, every time that you become very close with a guy and you bring them home and introduce them, they're always such good guys. Mm -hmm. Like he becomes friends with them. So most of my guy friends, like he got so close with all of them. So that whole group that I grew up, grew up with, um, they all came to the wedding and you know what I mean? And they're so, like, yeah. such mates with Damon. And, yeah. Um, I, see, I had a bunch of girlfriends, close girlfriends. Yeah. And the learning from me, from my wife, she was some of them were probably emotionally inappropriate right so there might have been a reliance from the girl not me you know i'm thinking ah oh, it's just my mate mm. you know because i can have my thinking yes. and it'd be clear as day to me yeah but maybe not to somebody else yeah and so I, that's where i had to emotionally cut off true from some relationships mm. that then ended up severing them. Well, right? you talk about like emotional sustenance or whatever. It's mm. like, where are you getting that from? Yeah, I, I do think, I, and I do think that if you've been in a relationship for as long as we have, like I, I do think you have to watch out for like becoming too close of a friends with somebody and getting that emotional support from mm. your friend as opposed to your partner. Mm. I think that can happen. Um, and I think it has happened with us. And then you need to realize that that's happening. Like, oh no, when something happens, I should be calling my husband. You know, mm. like that is. How yeah. do you course correct? Like, have you have you worked out mechanisms where, or like boundaries? No. How do you how do you? Do I don't think it naturally happens. Mm. I think it has to do with your own relationship and where you are at in your relationship that it allow that it can happen. Like I'm, I'm the most monogamous person that you'll ever meet. Probably it's a very Trump statement, <laughs> but like, like, you know, I'm such a monogamous person, but I don't yeah. actually believe in monogamy. Like mm. I believe that naturally we are, I don't think that that's how humans work, that mm. they fall in love, like finding the one, I don't believe in that. Yeah. But what I find so romantic about Damon and me is that we chose each other and yeah. we choose each other every time you know yeah. we keep choosing each other yeah. and i think naturally you will maybe meet somebody and be like oh there is a real attraction there but that's also okay so to not see that as a threat and be like okay that's that's mm. that that probably was a you know a, a possibility or something but yeah. i choose to be with which my is, husband which is powerful and then when yeah, something like that happens beautiful. which is reality seeing someone or absolutely. meeting someone you connect with absolutely. you were choosing to be with exactly the, mm, and that's what i partner. find so romantic i find that most romantic yeah, yeah. but so many times people live in you know that's romanticism like thinking that you find the one i'm like that is such bullshit yeah, yeah. Like, and then the one that that's the power that keeps you together but yeah no it's not it's not a magical thing it's a it's a conscious decision that you yeah. stay together and grow together and and if there is issues because nobody's perfect mm. like fuck I can't believe Damon is still putting up with me. <laughs> but even the, off the meds and everything. Yeah, even off the meds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, like it's you know? it's the um, yeah. The, the, there's definitely like some people would see it as unromantic, but I think it is that because I feel the same way. Which with Bree and I, it's yeah. like this is optional, and yes, that's like the exact, best. The exactly. best thing is that it is optional, and like we're exactly. choosing to do it. Exactly. So we're, we're not. Yeah, we're not together because of. You yeah, know, this is it. It's yeah. like, oh, this is a choice. Like, and mm. I choose you. Uh -huh. That's cool. And did you, like, what sort of, what do you see having been in a long-term relationship? What has that given you that you think that, you know, that you can share in regards to, like, what has been that success? What is, what's, what's the success? Um, I think, like, having a partner in life and, and, really growing and learning together um, and pushing each other to grow and learn and supporting each other in that. Um, and Damon is eight years older than me. So for example, a recent thing that happened, like I, I wasn't ready to like buy a house or all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, that m millennial kind of thinking of mm. like, oh, never want to do all that crap and da da da, da mm. which is totally fine. Um, but Damon was kind of at that space, like I really want to do this. Um, and he was like, I want to do something in Dalesford, like, you know, buy a piece of land or something and build something. And I was like, well, you know, if, yeah, I, I'm just not really in that space yet. But he kept kind of talking about it and he kept trying to convince me to do it. And then at one point we were in the car and we just looked at this block of land and he kept trying to convince me. He's like, oh, you know, like we could do this. And I at one point said to him, 
this needs to be your decision because mm. if if you convince me to do it and I say yes, then I will feel obligated to be involved with it and it will become a bad thing for us because I don't want to go every weekend to Dalesford. I don't maybe want to do this. I'm not ready for building a house. I'm, I'm a bit nervous about it. But if you start to do it, I'll probably be inspired by you and I will want to be a part of it, right? Mm. And then he was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. So yeah. then he started doing it. And now it's exactly what happened. I'm getting really inspired by it. And now it's become this project that we're doing together, right? And we were sitting, having dinner last night. And I said to him, I'm so grateful that this is, I would have never done this. Mm. I would have never right now been in this position doing this amazing project with you. And so I was like, thank you for taking me through mm. this. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, thank you for pushing me to make mm. my own decision, like, mm. which was such a cool thing. Are you and opposite? She, and she slid the divorce papers and said, I'm taking it <laughs> <half." laughs> so Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're giving each other experience because it's probably not something that I would have ever done. Mm. And him making the decision might have not been something that he done, but we've mm. given each other these opportunities. Um, yeah, I don't know, is that, does mm. that? Yeah, I definitely <laughs> feel that with travel with Bree and I, where it's like, I'm full on, like I make yeah. quick decisions and I'll do crazy stuff, whereas mm. Brie is more calculated and yeah. takes time. But at the same time, she's so dedicated to yeah. things. So mm. when she was at her last job at Suzanne, that was like she couldn't think of leaving. She was like, if I leave, it's just like, they, like what are they going to do and what am I going to do? And then she goes to Hay Tiger and she's been at Hay Tiger for, you know, seven or eight months mm. and now she's like... How how can I do this without She's them? Amazing, I love that. And so it's it's so interesting how like we are really adaptable too. Mm. Yes. And by having another person in your life, you can sort of help each other yeah. on that journey, and Learn you can and sort of and, and sort of this push and pull. Yeah. Which at the time at times is like it'd be really good if I didn't have that tension point. If I just yeah. if the person was like, yeah, let's do it, and like we're on the same path. Mm. But then I'm sure that I would be going way to the extreme For and it sure. wouldn't be good. Yeah. And you get better. Like, you know how people, some part, oh, this is another thing with, with romance and the mm. one, right? So many people think if somebody says that I'm doing something wrong, they must not fully love me for who I am, right? Mm. They must reject a part of me. And yeah. romanticism says then that person is not the one because they don't fully accept you. I don't believe that either. Like yeah. there's shit that is that I need to learn in order to become a better person. And if there mm. is this counter that reflects with me and points out my mistakes and points out my the things where I should grow or learn, like wow, what a fucking gift that is. Yeah. You know? mm. So yeah, I'm I'm so grateful for what I have with Damon. With yeah. with work and stuff like that, how do you keep inspired and keep interested in what you're doing? Uh I, th I think that I work seven days for mm -hmm. sure because I'm always looking for inspiration and like a different way of looking at stuff. And I try to always find inspiration not in my field because I feel otherwise it all kind of stays a little bit the same, mm -hmm. I think. So looking outside of things. And for example, with Hey Tiger, it's a, it's a, it's a chocolate brand, right? Mm -hmm. But what I'm looking at more, and that's probably because it's my background, but I'm looking at fashion and the way that gets branded and the way that gets marketed because it because it's a just a different way of looking at it mm -hmm. and it, i feel that that makes something more unique or more different because you're approaching it from a totally different perspective mm. it's a creative approach to something yeah doing the opposite yeah of what you think you should do yeah yeah, or, and have, yeah. have you had any times of saying i want a complete career change or just getting over it or as josh calls it the rebrand the rebrand <laughs> I think that I, I think this is what I do. Mm. Like this is what I enjoy doing, like creating and building and, and, and um, telling stories and stuff like that. I think that's what I want to do. And I think that's what I've always wanted to do. So it could have taken any form, but mm. at its essence, at its core, this is what I do. Yeah. Mm. But yes, I, it could have been something totally different. I could have gone into movies and, you yeah. know, like a, which would have been a similar creative thing yeah. but it just um yeah well it's handy when you're not fixed on the Medium vehicle to get to yeah, exactly. where you think you want to go yeah because yeah. then yeah the job comes up and draws on all these different yeah. elements that stimulate yeah. you and yeah yeah what's the biggest difference like uh being someone who grew up somewhere else and coming and living in a different country what's the things that you pick up on day to day um 
And do you feel different? Like, do you... F- yeah. Yeah? I definitely do. Like, like you said before about the discussion stuff, mm-hmm. that's a big thing for me. Like, I tend to want to have a discussion about things and that's not always... Like, I'm very passionate about stuff and I'll be like, you know, it's supposed to be this way. But in Holland, when you have a big opinion about something, it doesn't mean the end. Like, somebody can still convince you. But mm-hmm. here they feel that you're, you have a very strong opinion about something. So it's like, mm-hmm. it, it's infinite already. So it's... It's, it's yeah, it's, yeah. It's, um, you're doing a thing with your hand, which I know exactly uh, what it means. cutting something no, no, it's, it's like, uh, yeah, no, it's like the only way. Like, yeah, it's so like, adamant, you're adamant. Yeah. This is the... Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so if I'm saying blue, I def- oh, that she's definitely always meaning blue, which yeah. is like, no, it's fluid. Like, yeah, I... Exactly. I might have yeah. a different I say it now but it might be different it's almost the approach of a relation a good relationship yeah because you do with your part I'm always arguing with Amy not in a bad way but we have discussions and yeah you know I'm not and it's honest yeah like if you can't have a good discussion with a friend and be afraid of conflict then what's mm. yeah it's a good it's a good lesson for a business partnership too Josh and I are going mm. to a business partnership and it's being honest and open about what we think and standing for it but yeah. then being ah oh, maybe I can change that or if you care more about it than me even though I yeah. care a little bit it's it's reflecting on what you're mm. thinking at the end of the day it it did take me a long it still is dif- difficult though I have mm. to say being here because I language isn't just language I can speak your language but language is so much more than that right it's like it's your mannerisms, it's your, you know, your interests, it's your background, you know, it's everything combined. And I do often feel a little bit lost in translation or mm. I feel not understood, if that makes sense. Mm. Which in when I came to the Netherlands, like, because I hadn't been home for three years. So just for New Year's, I went back home again because we had the wedding in Thailand and all our friends came over there. And so there were thing, reasons why we didn't go back. But I like, I was in the train from Berlin. I first, like, visited some friends in Berlin. So I was in the train going home and all of a sudden the loudspeaker went to Dutch so like Goedemiddag dames en heren you know like good afternoon ladies and gentlemen we're, we're now driving into Netherlands and I started to cry straight away just because there is this real thing of like your language and being understood and mm. like the next day I was sitting in this cafe and I was just watching everybody and I understood them mm-hmm. you know they were my people as in like their mannerisms make sense the, the way they interact like the way the the lady came to you know take my order that was also um mm. yeah like I understood that and here I, I always kind of feel like 10 percent 20 percent not myself do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know if that do you, relates I mean how does that play with creativity do you think <laughs> I think there's an advantage in that a little bit. I mean, it allows you to look at, get inspiration from a lot of different aspects. Like I get a lot of it from Europe Mm -hmm. and I'm not so stuck in what is going on here. I don't really know, you know, everything that's going on here, but. I feel when I travel, I have this heightened, not confidence, but it's like a bit of courage. You're in Mm. another country. I'm going to be leaving here. Or it's like, you know, do you you feel that? And I've always thought if I moved to America, am I going to have that consistently? Do you feel a level no. of that? No, in the beginning, yes. In the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm Dutch, you know, I'm different. And it gives yeah, you, yeah. I think we all need a story to tell. And if you have a story like, I come from Europe, like that's a cool story. So yeah. you kind of feel a little bit. But the longer that I'm here, I got very insecure about that. So I'm, I'm much better now. But the year before this, I was very like, oh, you know, like I'm not understood. I don't have real friends that really understand me, that kind of stuff. Mm. So it took it took me a while to... Yeah, like be confident about who I am. That's probably already a thing that I have. But being from a different country and having that kind of lost in translation feeling. Yeah. That well, the story yeah. gets old, like you said, to, even to yourself, not to others. But it's yeah. like you start going, ah, oh, well, I'm, I am from Europe. Is that, is that what I am? <laughs> is that like? what I am? Yeah, I now have, I'm living here. I've decided to yeah. live here. And, and yeah. friends and having, you guys grown up here, correct? Mm. So you have, you've known people for such a long time. The longer you people know, the more ingrained they are and the more you can really count on them. Mm. If I'm only been here for three years, maybe four, I don't, fuck, I'm so bad at years. Let's say three or four, whatever. It takes a really long time to find people that you truly connect with, yeah. right? 
And yeah, so so yeah. you you met Damon what twelve years ago? But did you yeah. were you doing long distance for a while then? Yeah, so we so I came here for then a year and a half, mm-hmm. and then I went back to the Netherlands, um, and then we did long distance for a while, and then he came to the Netherlands, and then he lived in the Netherlands with me for four years. Wow! Um, and then he went back, and then we did a year kind of long distance. Um, in the meantime, he asked me to marry him, which was very brilliantly done like he tricked me which is awesome like, <laughs> how did he trick you what did he do um so he his best mate so this was like we, we hadn't seen each other for like six months or something crazy and his best mate called me he says Mirta he so you see how I say my own name wrong now <laughs> Mirta Mirta um I want to surprise Damon so I want to buy you a ticket and you're going to come over to Australia and I'm going to book your room in a hotel that he's doing because he's a cabinet maker and he'll be doing the bar area um, so you'll come, you'll go in and when you wake up in the morning, you're going to surprise him. Right. Um, and I was like, Oh, this is going to be amazing. Like, yeah. But you need to make up a story why you can't speak to him. Cause you're going to be in the plane yeah. for like 24 hours. Right. I'm like, okay, okay. So I get my group of friends together and I, and I get this car and we all are standing there with our, our, our suitcases. <laughs> it's like, we're going to go to Paris and like, okay. Cause it's like five hours to drive to Paris and it's five hours to fly to Dubai yeah. and then the stopover, I'll just say that I'm partying all night. Right. Yeah. So this whole plan I had like Genius. figured out. So, um, this, everything was sorted. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm the best liar. The moment that he, he sees me there, he's going to be like, Oh bitch, you're so, such a liar. Like how did you know? so I was so proud of myself. So, I was um, I was playing this for like a month or, or more, I don't know. Eventually flew over and I arrive at like the hotel and I go to the, to check in and, and it's in the middle of the night, like three o'clock in the morning. And the, the man says like, just go upstairs and we have a fruit basket for you because it's the middle of the night, everything is closed. And because you come from far away, like you get some fruit in order to eat, right? I'm like, <laughs> this is amazing. That's a, that's a shit bit of the story. The fruit bit's amazing. <laughs> So, I'd be like, why the fuck are you guys obsessed with the fruit? I don't even fucking have fruit. Give me, give me some croissants. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I go upstairs and I kind of unpack some stuff and there is a knock on the door and I'm yeah. like, fruit basket! <laughs> <laughs> and I open the door and it's Damon standing in a suit and he goes on one knee and he says, oh, you know, great. I know you wanted to surprise me, but it was all my plan. Amazing. And I'm like, what? Did he have fruit? No, this is also no the basket. thing I said afterwards, and he still says that after why he says, so is there still coming a fruit basket? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my bananas? Well, I can see a fruit bowl in the kitchen. There's lots of fruit in there. So he's, yeah. he's making up fruit. So he's making an effort now. <laughs> um, oh, that's good. Um, yeah, what, a, what amazing. He did such an amazing job. It was crazy. Yeah, I'd just be scared that um, my wife is a really great liar. <laughs> I know, so I was actually thinking that afterwards is like wow she was so comfortable lying like it was. <laughs> it was for it was for a good cause right yeah and the difference between being an employee and doing your own thing yeah as a creative person i was I've so always scared stri- of yeah. that signing the contract here yeah and then side knows and lauren as well when i gave back my contract as well lauren looked at it it's like you didn't sign it such a Freudian <laughs> slip i'm like oh <laughs> um yeah. Do you think, think that the end game for you is to work for yourself? Uh, I always thought so. And I was working for myself before I started mm-hmm. here. Um, I th- I don't really see it as if I'm working for someone though. Like yeah. my passion for what I do is because I want to do that, not because I'm looking for the wage, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, that's just not, I, I just, I, it more worries me that I will... Um, it's amazing to work for Sai because she's Mm. all about input, you know, output, not input. And Mm. she totally understands the creative process and that you sometimes need space to just think stuff through. I don't think I could ever work for anybody that is not like that, if that makes sense. Like I need that space to really, because in order to really create unique and different things you need to have that space to think otherwise you're just going to copy something else you know what mm, i mean yeah absolutely yeah. i so, mean that's what we're always, always trying to get people to trust you enough to give you the space yeah, to then go yeah, and create exact, exactly yeah so um yeah so i think yeah it's, a, it's amazing back home is there is there a lot of people doing their own thing yeah lots their of own my businesses? friends yeah yeah definitely where yeah. are the northern lights they're in um, Scandinavia. Yeah. So yeah. Not <laughs> no, my friend, my my wife's best friend lives there, and her husband was talking to me. Right. He was so curious as to me having my own business. Really? Because everyone works for somebody over there, and there's oh, this so real. Oh, that's pretty common. And he said everyone's circles. holding each other down. Oh, I don't know if you could do that. 
Really? So no one's encouraging um, huh. them to yeah get out of you know get out and do their own thing. It's so important, right. like finding the the right community. How did you how did you actually find the right people? People here. Here. Um, there has a few. So I have a few different groups that they'll tend to for some reason they're all mixed up now as well, which is which I didn't realize. <laughs> and not because of me, but just because yeah. for some reason Melbourne is so small again. Yeah. Mm. Um, there was there's one group that I met through. Um, so my school in the Netherlands had an exchange program with RMIT. Um, so there was a designer that came over that I got quite close with. So when I came here, I met up with him and I got introduced to that whole friend group. Um, and then there was another group that I met through work. And then there's a group of um, Europeans that I met through all different ways. Like, yeah, so it's just all kind of mix and match. A bit. Do you find, fr- I find the friendship thing interesting because... You know, you talk about me growing up here. In some regards, mm. <clears throat> I feel like I've also moved because I went from the suburbs. Like Tommy can walk the streets around here and there's people that he went to school with who are around here. But a lot of the people that I went to school with are out in the suburbs. Right. So it feels like I've yeah, sort so of you, done yeah. a bit of a, a yeah. trip. Like yeah. it feels like a different, like I, I don't necessarily, like it's not like I ever, I've never worked with someone that I ended up like, like we went to high school or something yeah. together or anything right. like that. Yeah. Is the, has the friendship thing been something that's really on your mind? Do you think like I always think about yeah. being an adult and like making friends and how it's sort of a bit difficult. It's, it's, it's on my mind a lot. Like yeah. I, I found here that I've had quite a bit of trouble in finding like true friends, like people that actually hang around. I found mm. a lot, and I don't know if that's pro- that's not Australian, but sometimes my brain goes like it must be an Australian thing. I'm, I know Australians. it's not, you know, but you know how it's. Yeah, yeah. I know it's not. The same shit happens in in Holland as well. It's just that it, I probably put it sometimes there. It must be an Australian thing. People can be very hot and very like onto you and messaging you and da da, and all of a sudden there's nothing, and then you're like. Oh, yeah. what did oh, I do? But then all of a sudden they're again really hot and I never know what, and I'm not that type of friend. Like yeah. I'm such a loyal person. So if I'm friends with you, I'm friends with you and yeah. I'll do everything that I can to help you yeah. out. Well, when you're growing that's up, a hard... primary school, you're forming these close friends and then sort of, so we get used to having a friendship group from very early on. Yeah. And I look at my wife coming from Sydney to Melbourne. And her worrying, you know, her being upset and not having these close friends. Mm. It's like, it is just another thing in life that's going to take some effort Definitely. and make you uncomfortable because she's got no problem in finding friends. Mm. And, but yeah, and, and then you think back, oh, there's nothing like your friend, true friends growing up. Mm. And, I, and I get that. Like, Josh and I are fairly new of friends. But I think it's a, I think that's a, the story that we tell ourselves. But there's well. nothing like a 23 year friendship. Yeah, sure. Like, exactly. I've got friends you that I've been. You can't compare that. Yeah. That friend, trust like, and that faith that, that is just it's there. For James sure. and, yeah. you know, my friend Reese. We've been friends forever. Yeah. And there's something in that. You just can't replace no. with a new no. friendship. You can form like, I trust you a lot, Josh. But there's a, then there's that element. Like, mm. Who would you trust? Yeah. The person of 23 years sure. or the person of five yeah, years? Yeah. You'd probably go the 23 year one if the trust is trust. Yeah, no, it's true. I think that there's definitely a, um, that's a learning that I've had is because uh, I am someone who like gets really passionate and becomes Same. great fr- friends with people really quickly. And I've seen that like drop off or yeah. even that mm. thing that, you think that you know people like yeah. this this weird thing where it's like oh i th- think that like we we've connected really well like yeah. it takes literally like two weeks in a workplace where you're having lunch yeah. every day and then you're like man we're best mates we yeah. know everything about like what yeah. like and then you realize you know down the track that it's like oh like there's actually people are really yeah. complex mm. it's like not knowing the difference between your best friends, your acquaintances. Mm. And, you Especially know, when, these days with like yeah. all that social and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. There's such a, when isn't you know, a friend an acquaintance and when isn't an acquaintance well, a friend. And, you're in each other's pro- yeah. pockets. And so it, uh, it's hard. I feel like I've got a good gauge between best friends and a sh- uh. I've got a shitload of acquaintances. Yeah. And, and I think it's just from growing up around here and mingling. Yeah. But it's like I kind of, you know, if I, I don't tell them anything that I wouldn't, like I know where they lie. Like you got to, you're reading the friendship, which mm. you can get it wrong. And then I, I've never done, like I've never done that. And I think that it's probably hurt me if anything. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, what have you never done? Well, I've never really like, um, I've, I've never put people, like I've been pretty, I feel like I'm pretty consistent 
it doesn't matter who I'm sort of speaking to. Like, so I will speak. I, I'm the to, same. So I yeah, don't yeah. really, I don't, when somebody's an acquaintance, yeah. I feel that it's a friend. Yeah. Like I would do mm. the same shit for an acquaintance mm. than I would do for a good friend. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't feel that difference. Yeah. I'll like help but, someone move who I've yeah, only exa- like. Same. And so th- that's like the weirdness of it though, because I think that it's that whole like code, codependency or whatever, mm. or the expectations that we put on people, mm. which that, is interesting. I so agree with that. Yeah. Because what, what I would do for another person, you'd kind of in a way expect back. But yeah. that doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know that shit advice, like treat people how you want to be treated. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, shit's yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, because yeah, yeah. you Cause can't expect an expectation. Yeah. You know, that's you set yourself up for failure, yeah. like for a disappointment, because you're expecting a certain <laughs> level of uh-huh. input. Yeah, yeah. You're waiting for it, and then you start looking for those moments where I need your help here. Yeah, it's a it's a tricky one, but you get better if you if you're not good at it. You get better at it by. Yeah, but- fucking it up well I think the thing is too like it's, it's I don't know if you can this yeah, is the thing that's what I'm thinking I don't know but if hang you... on your awareness now like you thinking about your thinking like you're a very yeah. so you get better at disappointment no you get better at being aware of sure, a situation that. that you've never been in and so for you entering into this mm-hmm. where it's like okay I've stuffed up there I'll be more cautious here yeah. and then you start maybe you don't want to go too far as like you, you don't trust anybody mm. I don't know who I can bloody trust but I think there is a level of awareness that you're gaining that is, sure. and is also, allowing you to get better at it. A hundred percent. And also understanding why you pull to certain people because mm. like mm. your psychology is also made up, you know, like all that kind of Freudism is in like you're trying to be, you know, solve past, you know, maybe a problem that you had with your mother or your father and you're trying to solve that issue, you know, with yeah. your friendships as well. I, I do feel that I look for acceptance in groups. Like I want to be accepted for who I am or mm. I want to be invited in. And if I'm not invited in, I don't feel that I'm accepted, right? Mm. Like, so I feel, I think that for a while I was pulling to people that weren't that accepting because I was trying to fix that underlying issue rather than the mm. people that were accepting me. I was like, oh yeah, they're good, man. Yeah. But I was putting effort into friendship that maybe weren't meant to be. Because that's just my psych. Like, Psychology that's yeah. trying to fix something internally. Yeah, I can completely. Well, you don't need to have a shitload of acquaintances. Like what works for me probably won't work for you. For sure, yeah. But so, sure. Also, sure. what I would just worry about is becoming too using that as a mechanism to try and stop me from getting hurt or something mm. and missing out on heaps of opportunities where it's like because yeah. I know that so I could be true. close. I could like say, yeah, I'm, I've got my close friends, but there's a part of me which is like maybe this person that i'm speaking to now is going to be a great friend and so yeah. it's that constant balance of mm. i don't want to just close off because of the possibility of getting hurt which in some regards is harder mm. it's harder to be open than it is to close off and say i've you know it just has to be mid ground there yeah. you can't just close off or be open yeah, there exactly. has to be that middle I think it's, it comes down to like self-love, right? Yeah, self-acceptance. Exactly. If you're mm. good, yeah. If, if you can, yeah, if you can get some, a, a lot of the stuff that you're talking about through yourself and the confidence in yourself and realize that like everyone's a bit fucked. I think that's been the big learning for me. It's like mm. everyone's a bit tweaked. Everyone's a little bit fucked. And it's like, we're all trying to work we're out so this shit. <laughs> what did so, Jeff Jowett said? We're all perfectly imperfect. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's really true. Very true. Our friend, Mirta. Did I say that name like Mirita? Yeah. You just sound like yeah, a, a kid from international school. <laughs> so, you yeah. know what it means? has an American accent. No, what does it mean? Um, so I always, every time people say to me, oh, you've got such a beautiful name. I was like, you know what it really means? Myrtle. 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 Yeah. 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 Myrtle. Flat, the... Myrtle is that really old woman's name. Myrtle. Myrtle. It's a flower. Oh, it's it's a, a, flower? a plant. Yeah, it's a plant. That's yeah. sweet. My, was... Myrtle from the sky is my English name. Van der Lucht, Meer de Van der Lucht. Sounds like yeah. a song. Man, Metal from the Sky. <laughs> it's hearing other p- people speak other languages is just sick. Like I've been well, trying to learn. Not Dutch. Dutch yeah, sounds yeah. so ugly. No, but I think it's oh. cool. Like I, I feel like I did German in school and the whole ha ha ha. So it's Guten Morgen, wie geht's dir? That sort of stuff. Yeah, that's it good. Josh looks like a big German, do you think? Yeah, got German um, No, I think he looks more Scandinavian. Like hey. Thank you. Dutch or... Like Scandinavian like have Viking. Design is that Viking? I don't know. Anyway, it's a daily talk show, everyone. Mita, we'll ah. have to have you back on yeah, when I'm sure. uh, back in Melbourne and we've got the whole studio set up and we can just regularly uh, catch up and talk shit. Sounds good. The Daily Talk Show, everyone, <laughs> send us an email. Hi at the Daily Talk Show.com.com. <laughs> have a good one. Bye. <laughs>